1: Hey guys, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, where we recap all of college football, NFL, Chicago Bears, Illinois Sports, college basketball, and I also get to talk to coaches all over the United States. If any of that interests you, please like and subscribe to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. The podcast can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, literally anywhere. Uh, Please follow it, uh, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend, share it out. Helps the algorithm. You can also find the Coach Steve show on Colorcast. Uh, ColorCast is a app. It's a sports commentary app where you can commentate on your favorite teams in any sport out there or just have an open conversation podcast like I am now. So please download ColorCast on your Apple device. Check it out for different episodes going on there. And you can also get involved and cat or commentate yourself. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all the different podcasts and blogs there. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and is back to the basics, books, and drills. Go to com. Check out all of his books on football drills, practice planning, game planning, and much more. You will never have to look up another football drill again if you're a football coach like I am. Uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Guardian Caps. For your linemen out there, their helmet's getting scuffed up during an inside run period. If so, there's a way to protect the shells and reduce the of blows you guys are taking each and every week. It's Guardian Caps. It's going to reduce it by 20 to 33%. It really focuses on the big guy in the trenches, and you cannot win without the big guys in the trenches. It is worn by five NFL teams in 200 colleges like Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Washington, Penn State, Go to guardiansports.com guardiancaps and use the code 15 off to get 15% off your order. So again, guardiansports.com slash guardiancaps, 15 off to get 15% off your order. And if you're looking for that energy drink for a midday pick-me-up, but you don't want all the jitters that come later or just that crash that comes later, I've got the product for you. If you go to swiftlifestyles.com, it'll get you just that. It's a clean nutritional drink for any part of your day. They're also looking to sponsor gamers. So if you're on Twitch or anything like that and you play the video games on Xbox, PlayStation, they want to talk to you to sponsor you. Um, it comes in a tub. That's 30 servings. I recommend the bubblegum flavor. It's delicious. And you get 30 servings. Swiftlifestyles.com. Use the code COACHSTEVESHOW, all one word, and you're going to get 15% off your order. They got shakers on there and everything too. So again, Swiftlifestyles.com. Coach Steve, show all one word. Say 15% off your order. Okay, we are going to continue this craziness that has been going on in college football. Uh, the last podcast, or one of the last podcast episodes I did, and on this color cast was the craziness in college football. You know, people moved all over the place. Lincoln Riley's off to USC. Bill Napier's off to Florida. Now Brian Kelly is off to LSU. Uh, you know, and, I and a bunch of other coaches. But these coaches are just going everywhere. And... I want to discuss and get this thought process out there. Is it fair for college football coaches to just up and leave very quickly? And is it fair or does it make sense? Is the system that's in place fair to these kids? Because here's what happens when you go recruit kids. These kids that are sometimes 16, 17, 18 years old. These coaches go sit and Grandma's house, grandpa's house, mom's house, dad's house. Looks at the mom and dad, looks at the kid, and tells the parents, look, we're going to be at this college. You know, I'm coach so-and-so. I'm at the University of Notre Dame. I'm going to take care of your son. We are going to raise him like our own. We're going to make sure nothing bad ever happens to him. I promise you that. But then for a coach that can just up and leave, even before the season is over. Now, if your, your season's over, you know, you're not making the playoff. You're not making a bowl game and another team has a head coaching job open because a coach was fired, yes, you could go take that job. But I don't find it fair. I don't like the system. I don't like the way recruiting timelines work where a coach can just up and leave. And what I mean by that is Oklahoma loses to Oklahoma State on Saturday. And, you know, rumors swirling around, swirling around for – you know, Lincoln Riley to go to LSU, or, uh, LSU. He comes on and says, I'm not going to LSU. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to LSU. We wake up Sunday morning. Uh, Lincoln Riley's going to USC. Wow. Are you kidding me? And then to be told that it was an overnight thing, they talked on Zoom. It just happened. It's an opportunity that he couldn't pass up. Now, I'm not really going after him like everybody else i don't know if anybody else out there is going after lincoln riley for taking the usc job i think oklahoma's a good job but i mean i guess if you're going to make way more money because the deals have come out where they bought his homes in norman both of them at 150 percent above value price and gave him a six million dollar house and they're going to pay him 11 million dollars uh, and, and to tell me that all this happened overnight is ridiculous. This has been talked about for a while. These things just don't happen in a day. You have to talk. Because if not, you're a horrible football coach if you don't talk. You have to know what is the athletic director like. What's his mission? What's the school's mission? Uh, what's the facilities? What's my recruiting budget? What's my staff budget? What's this going to be? What am I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? So to tell me that you did it Saturday night after you lost a game on Zoom overnight, Saturday, you sleep on it, Sunday morning, you know, Jesus comes down from the Lord from above and says, Lincoln Riley, you must take this job. Like Yoda, you must take this job. It's just ridiculous to me. Like you have already talked to these representatives. You don't make those decisions quick. Now again, I'm not judging him for taking this job whatsoever. Because if it's a better job, great. You want to go live in California, great. If your family wants to live in California. Fantastic. Like no one is judging you, no one's going after you, no one's doing any of that. Well, some are. But some of us that can take a step back. No, no that's that's what you want to do, fine. Fine. But at the same time, like, just the way it went down, you know, just the way it all went down. You can't tell me that the Zoom meeting just, that's what made it. That's what made it. So what I don't like is, now they've changed the rules. Back in the day, a player couldn't leave. If they did, they transferred that to sit out a year. So the transfer portal has completely changed it, so people can leave. But what I don't like is is when a coach can just up and leave. Now some people think coaches can just stay on their contract the whole time, so if they sign a ten-year contract, and they're going to paid eleven million over ten years. Some people think they got to stay for the eleven or the ten years because they've signed that contract. They're making a lot of money, and I agree with that and don't agree with that because if you're a coach like a Billy Napier. Who was at Louisiana? You know, who is Raging Cajuns, who is trying to move up. He's trying to get up to the next level and he gets to Florida. Well, should he have stayed on his contract instead of moving up? I don't know. Is going from Oklahoma to U.S.C. this huge jump? A lot of people think so. I think it's about the same, you know, when you look at conferences the way the Big 12 looks. So the question just becomes is it fair, you know? And it's tough. It's tough. Looking for the outside, looking in, I think it's unfair to do it that quickly. And I think it's unfair to just, at the drop of a hat, then you leave. And then I think as a coach, you've got to be careful what you say. Because he had come out and said, USC is going to be the mecca of football. And then the defensive end tweets at the USC and says, well, funny, he told us that last week. So sometimes as a coach, you got to be careful. And I think, you know, maybe as recruits I, – I know, I don't recruit. But I'd like to think when you go in there, you tell them, hey, I'm going to take care of your son as long as I'm there. And I don't think you come out and say, well, if a job pops up, I have to take it. You know, I think you have to come in there and say, you know, I coach at Notre Dame, I coach at Oklahoma. I, while I'm here, I'm at Oklahoma. Now, when the season's over, then, you know, it's whatever but it's just a tough situation to be in. And I just don't like how it works. I feel like if you're still playing, like there's about to be a bowl game and Stoops has to come in and uh, coach this game. I, I don't like how that happens. I don't really like how it is all set up. I feel like, They need to take a day. I feel like there needs to be time. Like, don't lose Saturday and you take the job Sunday. It sucks. And recruiting, you have to do it. Recruiting, you have to make these decisions because as you see, people are going to start leaving. People are going to start, you know, transferring. They're going to go to the transfer portal. And it sucks. It just all sucks. But what are you going to do? So I just don't like when coaches lie. That he did not decide that over Zoom. You have to be 100% honest. Human beings can take the truth. And that's what the media today does not understand. And it's trickling down to coaches. If you're honest with people, they can handle it 100%. So he literally should have just came out and said, yep. You know, you know, I talked to my agent. Talked to my family. We thought about it. We talked to representatives of USC. You know, it was discussed. You know, and then Saturday night had a Zoom call. Uh, it just, you know, reiterated what I'd already thought, slept on and said, okay, this makes my decision easier. I'm going to take the job. I don't even know if he addressed the team. I haven't seen anything. I'm sure he did. But it seems odd that Saturday night takes the job or Zoom meeting. Then the next takes the job. And then it shows him on a, on a private jet getting off. And he's there. He's already in California. whoop de doo He's going to make all of his money. All of the money. And then he's wearing his Oklahoma shoes with his USC polo. But... Just how quickly that happens. And then you look at the Brian Kelly thing. Now, this happened a little bit later because LSU came out on Sunday. It was Sunday or Monday and said, you know, by Wednesday we'll have our coach. And then Tuesday rolls around and, oh, it's Brian Kelly and everybody's jaw is dropping. It's just, it's a huge shocker. And he's gone. And then this video got leaked where he addressed the Notre Dame team for like three minutes and then said, see ya. And then, like, some text message, wherever it's true or not, some email that he was leaving comes out and, you know, shows that, that that's how he left. He was breaking up over a text message. Like, and then, like, you still have a chance to make the college football playoff, which college football playoff thing, I was right. I had the top six right. But right now, Notre Dame is number six in the college football playoff behind Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, Alabama, Michigan, and, and Georgia. Because here's the thing. Notre Dame's going to set at home this week because they don't play in the conference. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to make it, but the, 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 the door is cracked open for them to make it. Because what if Oklahoma State loses to Baylor, which is very possible. Baylor's a good team. That moves them up. I don't think Baylor would completely jump Notre Dame after that. If Cincinnati loses to Houston, who can light it up? And we've seen when Cincinnati doesn't play well, they could lose that game. Alabama for you know could lose to Georgia. There is another spot. I I don't think Michigan's going to lose to Iowa, but that's another possibility that can happen. So I just don't understand you have an opportunity. And then this is another thing I don't like. Then you don't tell anybody. You don't tell anybody that you're going to take it, which sucks because then you find out because here's here's what happens. You think we get mad that they don't tell coaches, but now there's rumor and this NCAA investigation about how Lincoln Riley kind of already knew, told some assistant coach in Oklahoma, and they told recruits, "Hey, we're I'm recruiting you right now, but I'm recruiting you to go to USC because that's where we're going." So that type of stuff. So when Lincoln, so when Brian Kelly takes a job, and then. Gets told, or then here's what happened. So, takes the job. Recru- they're recruiting. Notre Dame's coaches are out recruiting. They leave the house. Look at their phone. Oh, Brian Kelly took a job at LSU. Well, don't I look like an asshole for recruiting this kid? So I just don't like the whole process of college coaching and this stuff. Now, the kids can up and leave now, which is fantastic. But I feel like I just kind of wish sometimes college football was over. National championship was over. You figured all out. But just just the way the recruiting works, it doesn't work out. It sucks. It is exciting because you get to talk about it right now. But there should be like a rule where if you're going to play a bowl game or something, you can't take a job. You can go talk to them, but you can't take the job. And so then Brian Kelly takes this job, talks to his team for like three minutes, like three minutes. Up, oh, See ya, Good luck. And goes down to LSU. While they are, you know, 11 and one fighting for a playoff berth they just have to have some dominoes fall or they're going to play in a big-time bowl game against a big-time opponent for recruiting purposes because they what if they i'm not saying they're going to beat alabama but you're going to to go play alabama maybe if they lose a game you might have to go you know you're going to play some good team in some bowl game so you're not going to coach your team and finish it out that's why i respect billy napier he's going to go coach the bowl game for the raging cajuns and say you know what guys yeah I have to take the stepping stone and everything else. Brian Kelly said LSU was a job that couldn't be passed up. I'm sorry, Brian Kelly. Like, I don't think you were LSU's first choice. I think they wanted Lane Kiffin. I think they wanted Lincoln Riley. So what does that say about LSU and their administration because of how they fired Ed O'Dron? How about you're not the uh, first choice, you're the fifth choice.
0: And and
1: I don't even know if it was a good hire. Now, he's not. one thing about Brian Kelly I will say is He's not scared of the SEC. He's taking this as an opportunity. I'm not scared of the SEC, and that's what he's going to do. He's going to go. you got to give him credit for that, even if you're not a Brian Kelly fan, which I'm not the biggest fan of. But then you've got players on Notre Dame saying they were this caught off guard and everything. Then you got the AD at Notre Dame saying they weren't going to name an interim head coach. You know, so all these, this stuff that happens in this coaching thing just blows my mind the way it works. I don't like it, but I understand it. Then breaking news tonight, it had been talked about. Players had tweeted about this. Well, first of all, then Brian Kelly just the ups and thinks, well, I'm going to offer Marcus Freeman to be the highest paid defensive coordinator. I'm going to try to bring my offensive coordinator, you know, Reese, with me down there. Well, then he comes out and tells the players, my heart's Notre Dame and I ain't leaving. You know, it's the... Wolf of Wall Street, Roy Levin. leaving, Roy leaving, you know, that type of thing. I'm not effing leaving. And then, just breaking news, Marcus Freeman's been named the head coach in Notre Dame. Congratulations to him, great defensive coordinator. You know, defense was rough at first for them at the beginning of the year, and then then brought it back. You know, so good job for them. He's been named the head coach in Notre Dame. So, Brian Kelly, what are you going to do? You go on with no plan. If you think you're going to do... See, this is why I think Lincoln Riley knew. Because as soon as this happened, oh, Alex Grinch is going to go with him. Like, he already knew. And that's why this report come out that they were using this for recruit. For recruiting, which I find sketchy as hell. So then it comes to wonder, has Lincoln Riley done other things? So this is where it all starts to pop up. Has Lincoln Riley done other things? Has he done other recruiting violations? Are your coach has been doing recruiting violations that you knew about? And Brian Kelly, I think, just makes this decision. And instead of being like, okay, they're offering me this job, instead of bringing the coaching, and you kind of know you're going to take it. Bring the coaching staff in. And say, listen, guys, here's the situation. Elish, eh, to who, I mean, what you could do is you have two meetings. You could bring some guys in because you may not want to bring everybody, and that's fine. Now, normally, you probably want to bring everybody because you hired them at the school you're at. Why don't you bring everybody in, be a man, you know, drop some cojones and say, all right, guys, listen. was offered me a job. 10, 10 years, $95 million. I got to take it. But they're giving me this amount of money for budgeting. So, Marcus Freeman, I want to offer you to be the defensive coordinator at LSU. We can go coach in the SEC. We can go try to win in the SEC. <clears throat> Look at uh, offensive coordinator. Look, I'm going to go to LSU. I want you to come with me. I want you to be the offensive coordinator. Offense is yours. We've done good things in Notre Dame. We're going to bring that with. I want you to go with me. Look at the assistant coaches. They're offering me this job, and I think I've got to take it. And I've got to take it now because of recruiting purposes and the transfer portal purposes. Then, you know, just just say that to them. And you can have two different means. You can just say, hey, guys, I've got to go. So that way they know what the hell is going on because you can't tell me that you could not have waited a day to take the job. You just had to, you know, automatically take it. That's what I don't get about these decisions that happen. I don't that's why I don't like the timelines of them. I don't like any of it that happens because it hurts the kids. Now, me, I've coached at five different high schools. I've had to do that. I've never done the head coaching thing. I've had to do the assistant coaching thing. But one thing I always told the players, Listen, the program will be here when I'm gone, when you're gone. But as long as I'm standing on the turf with you, I'm your coach, and I'm going to make sure I do everything I can for you guys. And I want you to know, if I ever have to leave, I'm going to do whatever I can for you when I leave. You reach out to me, and I'm going to help you. And that's true to this day. And I like to think I've made good connections with coaching. I remember a kid, or a kid I coached that's in college. I walk into a restaurant. We're wearing masks. You know, you can't really tell who they are. All of a sudden, he goes, coach? I look. Coach Steve? Yeah. Oh, it's so-and-so. You know, uh, he's an offensive lineman I coached a couple years ago. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you. How you doing? How's college going? I knew he went to go play college. He's got this job because the job's going to help pay for college because, you know, not full scholarship. And it was just fantastic. So I like to feel like I did that. So some of these coaches that are getting this reaction from players when they leave, that's not good. That's not good whatsoever. And so does Brian Kelly have a good relationship with players? Did he just burn bridges? Is this going to affect players coming to LSU? Is this going to affect coaches going to LSU for this? Is it fair for college coaches to be doing this? I think it's more fair now because of the transfer portal, but there's still that part of like – what are we doing hiring like this? And then what, Brian Kelly being a coward, being a coward, not telling assistants from what it looks like, whatever it's true or not, not telling assistants the way he told the players doesn't make sense. And then just to think that this guy, but now Marcus Freeman's going to become the, defense, the head coach of Notre Dame, good. That is good for Notre Dame for a lot of reasons. One, you've got a great defensive-minded person, and that defense is going to skyrocket. Sounds like the offense coordinator is going to stay as well, and that offense got rolling, so that's good. And now it's good for recruiting, and what's good for recruiting is those players are now probably going to stay. Now, Brian Kelly, you may not get those players in the transfer portal like Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley which is shocking because the way Lincoln Riley left, you would think a lot of Oklahoma players were going to be mad. And as a recruit, a lot are decommitting to go to USC. Wouldn't you think, like, well, wait a minute, wouldn't he just up and leave on me like that? Like just a lot of questions go through these minds of these kids. Now, Lincoln Riley, when you go into a kid's home, are they going to say, oh, are you going to leave like you did Oklahoma? No, he'll probably answer, right, like I would, you know, and say, look, I'm here to coach. You know, coaches always have that door slightly open to listen to people. And you got to do what's right for our families and all that. It's just a tough thing to do. And I know some of this is wrong that I'm saying. Maybe some of this isn't 100% right. But it just, I don't like, I don't like the timelines of it when coaches leave. I'm not, coaches have the right to leave. But I think it's just an overall problem. When you sign these coaches to 10 years, then it makes it look worse. If you sign these coaches to like four-year deals, I think they're more likely to stay the three or four years. Then you just keep extending it when you like what you see instead of like, let's give them. Because then you get involved into these big buyouts. Like, and Odron, they extended his contract. And then they fire him. Then they gotta pay him 17 million dollars to leave. Gus on they give him a huge extension, a lot of money, then you gotta buy it out. So is it fair? It's just an overall problem of extending these like these college coaches make more than NFL and NFL is top. Not all college coaches. That's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing. It's just a lot of these power fives. You got FCS coaches that make anywhere from 60,000 head coaches. 60,000 to 300, 400,000. To me that's a lot, but compare that to making 8 million, 9 million, 10 million, 11 million, 12 million a year. And then some of these power five coaches only make 600,000, 700,000, 800,000. Now that's a lot of money, but still. So, it's just this is just more of me getting this thought process out there of is it fair? Is it fair for these college coaches just go, you know, like I feel just because they offer you the job that day doesn't mean you take it that day. You could say, hey, let me sleep on it. And When you sleep on it, you call them and say, listen, don't announce it yet. I've got to talk to the team. I've got to talk to the coaches. You owe that to them to do that as a college coach. So when you're Lincoln Riley, you, you, it seemed like you told the coaches, fine. But I don't even know, you, I think you met with the players, but they don't seem happy about it. Then you're just looks like you're in the SEC, but I mean it's kind of smart. Look, who do you have to beat every year? Oregon, okay. But, I mean Brian Kelly went to the SEC, so all that stuff. But I mean, and then you know Marcus Freeman's going to do a great job at Notre Dame. He did a great job being a defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. He's been a great defensive coordinator for Notre Dame. Going to do good. You know, congrats, congratulations to him going getting the Notre Dame gig. But it, it's just it's just the way this is going just seems unfair. So then what comes, who's going to get Oklahoma's job? Stoop's going to come back. Who knows? And then what you see now is coaches are going to get paid even more. because Well, they get paid a lot because of the money they bring into the school, which people don't understand. When your athletic, athletics do well, the school gets more money. So it pays for the libraries and the buildings and the computers and the books, uh, parking lots. Uh, different things, it comes a lot of it comes from athletics. That's why North Alabama's top-notch. Georgia's getting the top-notch. Clemson's getting the top-notch. Oregon, I mean, they've got Nike, but still, when you win. So you got like a Professor Rutgers suing the school because they think academics needs all this money and the football program's getting this. Well, that football program's paying all of that. But now you're seeing Stoops at, at Kentucky gets a, an extension for more money. So that way they're not losing these coaches because his name was thrown around for Oklahoma. So just a lot of things happen. So is it fair for college coaches to leave the way they do? Is it fair? Is it the right thing? There's nothing we can do to change it. This is the thing that's going on forever. The way recruiting, the timelines and all that, they have to do it so they get it to recruits. But it does suck for the players. I think it sucks for the coaches to have to do it as well because me leaving at a high school level is tough enough. For them, that's got to be tough at the college level. It's just got to be tough. Um, but just food for thought. You know, just getting it out there. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to uh, the podcast, audios, write and everything else. Check out all the affiliates in the episode description below. Again, go check out ColorCast going to try to do more episodes on there thank you guys so much for listening uh you know be a friend tell a friend all that good stuff and until next time this is coach steve this has been another episode of the coach steve show podcast and like lincoln riley we're flying out of here